This episode of For the Love with Jen Hatmaker is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. They can be big, difficult, even scary life things, and also small inconveniences that add up day after day. The thing is, when we keep them all bottled up on the inside and just try to grin and bear it, it can start to affect us and the people around us negatively. We may even isolate ourselves, which makes it even worse. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. This was the case for me when I was at the highest stress level in my life, where the stress was even having physical consequences for me. Therapy was a huge part of my healing journey to learn how to manage the stress. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the love today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the love. Let me show you some really cool things. And maybe you'll end up just making the pastrami sandwich or you might end up butterflying a chicken. So it's like, it's inspiration. Take it from what it is, change the recipe if you want, but just get in there and start doing it. Hey everybody, Jen Hatmaker here, your host of the For the Love podcast. Welcome to the show. We're in a really fun series right now that I am just enjoying. Like I'm just enjoying it. We called it For the Love of Favorite Pastimes. And what we were interested in doing was talking to people who took their craft, their hobby, their favorite leisure activity, their art from the sidelines of their life and made it their thing. Like they made it their work. They made it their, their calling. They made it their offering to the world. And so it's no surprise that at least one of our guests is going to be in the category of today. Cause you know how I feel about food. You know it. I love it. (laughs) I just love all things that have to do with food. Okay. I love the table. I love cooking. I love eating. None of this is new. And so I know in our little community, for a lot of us, cooking is kind of our zen, just the chopping of the veggies, the blending of the ingredients, the, the smells, even just the process of it. It's like a calming activity. Our blood pressure is coming down. We're creating something with our hands that brings like joy to our hearts and joy to our people. And, and they're appreciative eaters. Like this is a lot of our, sort of our, our thing. For me, in my opinion, cooking is the perfect way to kind of reset at the end of the day. For me, it signals workday's over. It's time to cook and gather and feed. And, and then I get to channel like all my creativity into whatever I am making. And so I knew I wanted to include food in this series because even if you already cook and enjoy doing it, there's always more to learn. And for those of you where cooking is mundane or overwhelming, I am excited because we want to help you find a little bit of that joy that can be found in the craft. And our guest today is like the perfect one to show us how to do these things. She is the internet's mom. She is a cookbook author, a blogger, a podcast host, a self-defined gal who loves to eat. And it actually sounds like I'm talking about myself. Like, It sounds like I'm describing myself, but I'm not. This is my personality twin in a million ways, Terry Turner. So Terry is a Chicago native. 
She's a former event producer and this just an incredible home cook who started out just kind of sharing tips with friends. But then her Instagram, which is called No Crumbs Left, blew up. And then her little side deal became her centered deal. So she makes the most delicious photogenic recipes, including, but not only, Whole30 stuff, gluten-free, dairy-free, grain-free classics for anybody who has dietary restrictions, but also she she has the whole breadth of food. She's really good at it. And she photographs it beautifully. She makes it very accessible and she is not fussy. Everything's healthy and in season. Like it's just the way I love to eat and cook. So her podcast, which is called No Crumbs Left Table Talks, is delightful. We talk about it for a second. It started with a conversation with her kiddo, which she's going to tell us about. So she's built this incredible brand around No Crumbs Left. And she has this great mantra that I love. This is literally also my ethos. So that's why I tell you we're like personality twins. Her thing is like, don't be afraid to fail. It's just food. It's just food. It's just food. It doesn't have to be perfect to be good. We're feeding our families. That's it. It doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy. Everyone's going to be fine if our dinner's ugly, if it's medium, if we blow it, it's just food, right? But lucky for us, Terry shows us how to not just make it delicious, but to also make it beautiful and to make it easy. And she says she's an old school cook. We talk about that. She doesn't have a microwave. Everything is just so delightful about her. You're going to love her. I absolutely love her. So please enjoy this conversation with the warm, the engaging Terry Turner. Terry, welcome to the For the Love podcast. I'm so happy to meet you. And I'm so happy to look at you sitting there in your cabin. Like, I wish I was there with you. I wish we were recording on your couch. It's pretty wonderful. And I love it. And I feel so happy to have it. And it's just an hour outside of the city that I live in. So it's given me life for sure. Okay, Terry. I've already told my listeners just a little bit about who you are. But for those of us who are new to you and new to No Crumbs Left, can you tell us a little bit more about what it is you do and where you are? And just a little bit like high level sort of this work that you're doing and then we'll sort of get into it. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I'm a lifelong passionate foodie. You know, my mother didn't like to cook. So I assumed probably I wouldn't like to cook. And when I went out on my own, I realized I love to cook. It's taken me three birth and death and marriage and divorce and kids. And it's the constant for me. So it's just been my passion and I've been pursuing it always. I'm the person who, you know, all my friends come to me for recipes or, you know, I'm doing a little cooking class in my kitchen with my friends or people come all over and I make a beautiful dish or I'm well known for, you know, making a dish. And so, you know, my kids were nearly out of the house and I just was like, I'm going to want something more than my life is right now. And I don't know what that looks like. Been an event producer, been through a divorce. So I was then not working. And I was like, I'm going to need, you know, something more. And so as my kids, you know, went out of the house, it was like, I didn't know what it was. I mean, literally, I was like, is it going to be a book group? You know, I'm, I'm going to take a, a pole yeah. dancing class. I mean, and that was, by the way, <laughs> it was an option. Anything's possible. Right. It was an option. Right. It, was, it might have been a good option, by the way. Sure. So I just started sharing on Instagram sort of what I love and I travel and an audience showed up, you know, I mean, to, to really make it right down to the micro and an audience showed up one after another after another and, you know, No Crumbs Left was born and it's been a spectacular journey. So I share inspiration for everyday food. I have a great Wall Street Journal bestselling cookbook. And I love sharing inspiration for food. And I love tips and tricks to get you in the kitchen and to cook 
real food, you know, to really get in there because we're, we're, all of us are on our phones all the time. We're busy. We're going out to eat and we just have to get back to uh, take a breath and get back to cooking some beautiful food and the joy that comes from cooking food, eating it with friends, the celebration of cooking. So a lot of what I do are these great kind of daily stories, you know, just getting you in there, reminding you some great tips, you know, for, 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 for cooking. And it's really been a, I mean, a lot's unraveled and it's been a, an amazing journey and I, I can't even believe it. I love it. Your stuff is beautiful. It's delicious. It's interesting. You're fun. Like your whole deal. I like it. Like, I like your whole deal. I have a question because you said you just touched down on it and said, my mom didn't like to cook. And so you didn't necessarily grow up in the kitchen. I'd like to hear if you could kind of go back for us a little bit, how you got started here. Like I didn't grow up cooking either. I didn't grow up learning how to cook. I didn't know how to cook. I was an absolute young adult tragedy in the kitchen, just a tragedy. And so I know how I sort of eased my way into an unfamiliar space. How did you do it? I mean, that's such a good question. I don't think anyone's asked me that. I mean, mostly here's what it gets to. I like to eat. Oh, God, same. So much same. So I like to eat. So that, you know, that's the jumping off point for anything we love to do. We can learn because we like doing it and we're willing to put in the time. And I remember sort of like, and I love entertaining. I love setting a beautiful table. I remember, you know, having my parents over. I lived in Arlington Heights with my friends and I had my family over for tacos. I didn't even know you heat the shells, the meat should be warm, the cheese. And I remember my sister coming and saying, oh, nothing's heated. I didn't know. I didn't know you're supposed to heat it. So it's it just like I had this kind of love and passion in my heart and I just started pursuing it. But what, what happens is when you're a foodie and you meet other foodies and they're everywhere, wherever you go, you're the butcher, the baker, the person selling bread, the person behind the cheese counter, the chef, the wait staff, the farmer, you begin a life of, and here's the thing, we have to eat anyway, so we might as well learn to cook. There's some things you don't have to do. I don't have to be an interior designer. I don't have talent doing it. I don't have to do it, but I'm going to have to eat pretty often. So we might as well surrender to it and really embrace it and have it be something that's spectacular and fun. And a journey began for me. And I remember like in the eighties, having my friends over for like, we'd chicken and we'd like jam on it and doing these like platters and these amazing, you know, amazing groups of friends and things that it's just, and it changes all of the time. Like when someone's like, Oh, remember when you were making the so-and-so I'm like, no, I don't even remember that. Cause I don't make it anymore. And now I'm on and I'm always doing new things, learning. I mean, this last month on no crumbs left, funny thing to know is my cookbooks hold 30 endorsed. So lots of, you know, I'm gluten-free, lots of gluten-free, but like this last month we did a sandwich month. So we introduced maybe like 15, 20 new sandwiches because, you know, a sandwich, Sandwich is a masterpiece, by the way. A sandwich is my favorite food. I am on record as saying this a hundred times. I love a sandwich and I could eat that if that's my last meal. It's a well-constructed sandwich. And it's really, it's about curating those ingredients because you're not going to get, you know, it's like really having beautiful greens and lovely bread and a spectacular sauce and some, you know, little things like a cornichon or lettuce or my marinated onions, mm-hmm. you know, I like this Sing month. I mean, song, we- lady. We did a French dip where we, you know, made the eye of round. You know, we did a pastrami sandwich where we cured a, a pastrami. Oh, you did the pastrami yourself. Nice. For five days. And yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, go out and buy the pastrami and make my sandwich. You don't need to do that. But, and maybe you'll end up 
just making the pastrami sandwich, or you might end up butterflying a chicken. So it's like, it's inspiration. Take it for what it is, change the recipe if you want, but just get in there and, and start doing it. Okay. I love this because this isn't fussy. We don't have to get stuck in it. We don't have to be making the same things 15 years from now that we're making now. There's so much flex in cooking and none of it is like, we're not talking about life or death here. It's a sandwich, you know, like everybody relax, just relax. Okay. You guys, it's summertime and I'm super into fun sunglasses right now. They are an actual accessory, but it's hard to have like a million different sunnies to fit your mood for whatever you're doing, right? Like hauling the kids around or hanging out at the pool or going to brunch or vacays or staycays or like whatever. So I found this cool brand called Pear that has this problem solved. They have customizable sunglasses. So in addition to prescription glasses too, you guys, that literally allow you to change your look in a snap. Their glasses come with a base frame, everything from like a square frame to a sassy cat eye, like whatever shape you want and a magnetic top frame that makes it easy to switch styles. And they literally have hundreds of top frame designs to match whichever base frame you choose. So yes, we would like to change our sunglasses and our glasses as much as we change our clothes. Thank you, Pear, for understanding. You guys, their base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses. And one more thing to love. For every pair purchased, Pear provides glasses and vision care for kids around the world. Super incredible. So get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite styles. And starting at just $60. So go to PearEyewear.com slash for the love for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off, you guys, at P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com slash for the love. Terry, you have always like just sort of been committed to bringing magic really to the kitchen. I think the kitchen is magic too. I think the table is magic. I love it all, just like you. I'd love to hear some of the ways you do that. What, what's your special brand of magic? And how can some of that be duplicated like in our ordinary regular homes in our regular lives where we're just also cooking because everybody has to eat every day? I love cooking of the season. I'm not a person that's making asparagus in November unless I live in Australia. And so food has seasons and it's really wonderful to learn the seasons and then say, oh my gosh, it's spring. We're going to be making asparagus soup. We're going to be making asparagus salad. We're going to be doing a raw asparagus, asparagus stir fry. And we're, we're going to delve in asparagus, but come, you know, come June, July, we're not going to be doing that, you know, and, and going tomatoes. Yeah, and the reality is when you get to the grocery store and you say, but asparagus is there in order for the asparagus to be there, it's, it's flown across the world. It's we've lost a lot of the nutrients and I like supporting small and local whenever I can. Do I ever not? Did I have scampi the other day from Australia? I did, you know, <laughs> because not everything has to be just one way, That's but right. I, I think the seasons do you make it. I think also, you know, setting a beautiful table is a lovely thing. I mean, you can get cloth napkins at a garage sale, get them at world market. You know, you can have, I think cloth napkins simply, you know, make food taste better, you know, shutting out the world and getting in the kitchen and trying a new recipe. And it's like, put away the phone, 
just try new recipe. If you like music, I don't like music when I cook because my brain doesn't work that way. But if you like music, but get in there and, and try something. I mean, one thing to know is I'm not a baker at all. Not a same. baker at all. Oh my gosh. We're the same person. I, yeah, I love that. I love that. So the other day we made an Odalangi lemon blueberry loaf that we made gluten-free. And Fernanda, who works in the kitchen, she knows how to bake. So I'm like, okay, you're going to walk me through it. We're going to do it. I, I get out the thing. And Molly is our director of social media is ranking a reel. She's, she's looking at me like, how are we going to serve? What are you talking about? This cake is like Charlie Brown, you know, but in the end, guess what? We frosted it. Yeah, it sure. Spectacular. I'll tell you what, delicious. It was good. Yeah. So don't be, it's like, you know, sometimes the cake falls and sometimes a recipe's bad and, and then you take notes and you learn and, and, and if you can embrace it. And I think not everyone's going to embrace it at the level I do. And I'm not saying you should, you know, but you know, get some signature dishes, get five or six things. Young people need them. Certainly, you know, whether it's a, a steak, whether it's my, you know, chicken piccata, you know, whether it's my enchiladas, get a signature, just get a few things that you can make and you will get so much love back that it will be magic for you. Totally true. When I decided to start knowing about food and cooking, I had a one, three and five-year-old and I just didn't know anything. Like we were just eating brown food out of the freezer. I don't know what we ate to be honest with you, Terry. I don't know how my kids grew into healthy people because I just fed them canned green beans. But I just remember being resentful because they were always hungry every day, every day. (laughs) And I, I was like, I asked myself on New Year's day, which I'm not one for New Year's resolutions at all. But I was just like, God, is there something like, is there anything I'd like to do maybe a little bit better at? this year, just a little, I mean, I had very small goals and I was like, what about cooking? Like, maybe I don't have to hate it. Maybe, maybe I'm not, don't have to be mad all the time that I have to feed kindergartners, you know? And I did what you said. I decided, well, what do I like? Well, I like a glass of wine. Let me pour that while I start chopping an onion. I like to listen to music that isn't these kids, this kid's music. Let me switch the channel. Let me put them in the backyard and have a minute apiece. And so I made the environment lovely and it followed. And then the taste followed. Cause I like food. I like to eat. And so it is magic now. Like, I love that. I love magic. that story. I love that story. I mean, there's nothing worse than like when you have little kids and that's, it's a period around like four or five o'clock at night and they just are, you know, it's hard. And, and also, by the way, it's magic too, you know, because they grow up. And then they're on their own. I'm down to two. Like you, we have a big group text that we're we're doing as a family talking to each other. But I do when I, I, I love, I loved cooking for my kids and I loved making them beautiful snack and I would pick them up after school and I'd have the snack because I'd rather that they ate the blueberries and the hummus and the celery than, than having the big bag of chips. And we were people that we did not have big bags of chips. I mean, people would come and they'd say, where's the junk food? where's, where's the the thing. And I remember, you know, like I made homemade noodles, the soup and my son, Patrick went to someone else's house and tried her chicken noodle soup and just said, Oh my God, this is the best soup I've ever had. I wish my mom would make it. And Lisa called me and it's like, you're famous for your chicken noodle soup. Your kid wants Campbell's. I mean, oh my God. so funny. Yeah. It, <laughs> so amazing. Was so, she was so happy about it. It was the best day for her. <laughs> that is so amazing. Well, and of course, embedded in this conversation is the upside of when you start cooking real food, this is mostly, this is in general rule, but when you start cooking real food with real ingredients and an expansive palate and you're trying new things, you create really ambitious, 
eaters. Like my kids will eat anything now, absolutely anything from any part of the world. They like it spicy. They like it hot. They like it weird. Like, so I have forgotten that I raised adventurous eaters. So their friends are here all the time. And I'm always serving them some random thing that I've concocted. And I just forget that other kids just eat chicken nuggets. And they're like, what is this, Mrs. Hatmaker? I'm like, eat it. You'll love it. I promise. Like, it's beets. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God. Okay. I want to ask you this, Terry, because you, you categorize your own self as an old school cook. Like, you don't have a microwave, for example. You don't have a microwave. I don't know what you do when your coffee gets cold. I'll tell you that right now. I hit that microwave four times a morning. What do you mean? What's your philosophy here? What do you mean by an old school cook? I just mean, first of all, I'm not saying other people should be, by the way. I'm like, get your Instapot, do your thing, do whatever works for you. Just get yourself in the kitchen and do it. But I am not the person having the Instapot. I don't have the air fryer. I don't have a microwave. So I, I love the slow cooking. I love making a bolognese sauce. And I'm a blogger, so I'm home that I can simmer all day. I like making a homemade chicken stock and making 24 quarts and putting it in my freezer so that I have it for the next two months. I love all of that. I love the romance with it. I love making my epic salad, which is delicious, a lot of work, but it's like, I love the joy in going, I'm going to do the carrots the day before I'm going to do the tortillas in the morning. I'm going to marinate the chicken the day before. I love all of that. So I don't even have a slow cooker. I mean, I had one and I was like, I'm not really going to use it. So I'm going to give it to the church. And I ended up doing a bain marie, which is an old fashioned. It's like you have a, a pot you put in front in, inside of a pot. So it's like I take my roasting pan with water and I put my Dutch oven in it. And 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 it's a French and, and the water just sort of, you know, makes everything lovely. So I enjoy that. But if people want to use an Instapot, I'm like, go to town you know, but I am definitely, and I love the old fashioned recipes. I mean, I love a thousand Island dressing and, and, and I have like, you know, a lot of whole 30 followers. So I even do like, I make everything whole 30 where it's like a whole 30 chicken piccata and, and a whole 30, you know, thousand Island dressing. So I just love all the old school stuff. And one of the things I realized was because I'm a, I'm a home cook, self-taught, you know, haven't been to school for it. And what I realized was, you know, I know how to make the basics. And then it was really fun to also do versions that are Whole30 for people that want it. But I, I, I go all over the board. You know, the Whole30 people are like, oh my God, she's doing another sandwich. We're going to cry, you know? And then and then so, someone said, we should have pasta this month. And, and then I was like, you know what? I think in April, we should do a lot of salads, just a lot of like <laughs> crunchy salad. Let's, you know, steam peas in it. Let's do beets, <laughs> you know, let's make some yeah. great stuff. And so it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And what's the risk here? You know, it's just food. It's just food. Like, give it a try. If you hate it or if you like blow the recipe, okay, no one's going to die. Try it again, change something up or don't do it again. It's just food. I want to talk about your podcast a little bit. You mentioned it earlier. No crumbs left table talks. Delightful, lovely. You're in your fourth season. Same. Our podcasts were born about the same time. Tell me a little bit about your podcast. It, it came from a conversation with with your kid, right? How did it, how did it come to be? So my kid's September was, you know, on the page a lot. People knew, and at that point, September was Lucy, but now Lucy is September. And at the time, September was dating someone, and that was a woman. And people were like, "Oh my gosh, you know, at the time, your daughter's a lesbian, and isn't it interesting that you don't need to like make an announcement? It's just like, oh, there's, you know, at this point, it was like, there's my daughter, and." And her girlfriend. And so people were like, we'd love to know the coming out story and all of that. 
Lucy now goes by they, them, and is September. So I'm using the past tense. What we did was Joe Feldman over at Cards Against Humanities. You know, I said to, to people, do you guys want to know about the story? Because people were asking. I was like, oh, okay. 99% of people said, yeah, we want to know. So Joe Feldman said, why don't you come over and let's do a podcast on it? And I didn't even know what a podcast was. So we went over and we just had a conversation about that journey, about what that was like, about, you know, Lucy's coming out. So it went viral and, and it resonated for so many people that have a, you know, an LGBTQ plus member of the family or, you know, or like as, as a way to say, uh, hey, mom, let's listen to this together or someone send it to your Aunt Sally. And, and you know, so then it was like, oh, this is fun because I like talking to people. So, you know, it was like, really, I invited my friends. I invited really people that that I like. It's been fun. I mean, it's been four seasons and I've had some, you know, Michelle Branch was on recently and Carla Hall and Jesse Tyler Ferguson and I, Katie Couric. And I've had some, you know, but I've had like my neighbor on who's a teacher. And like you, I'm, I'm just as interested in talking to my neighbor that's a teacher. And I love teachers. I love nurses. You know, and here's the thing. We know we are experts on nothing. We're just trying to figure out what the questions are. Totally. I love this for you. And it is interesting. I was telling you before we started recording that podcasting is one of my favorite things that I do too, because so much of my work is solo work. And as a writer, just as a speaker, some of that stuff is just me. And I like, you know, sick of myself. I don't know. I don't know anything else. I've said everything I know. I don't have anything else to say. And so podcasting is like, oh, yay, someone else. Look how smart you are. Look how interesting you are. Look at your fun story. Look at your deal. And it's so energizing for me to be across like from people like you and hear about how you got to where you got. So I have a question because. You made your fun little heart passion your whole job. You did that. You're like, okay, this, I don't know what this is going to be. Turns out it's going to be a whole career. It's going to be a cookbook. It's going to be a podcast. You're going to have this huge social media. You have staff. Like this has gone from like, I'm going to make chicken noodle soup for Patrick to like a deal. And I'm just, I don't even know if you're going to have an answer for this. Have you worked in or figured out any like rhythms? or structures or even boundaries in keeping this balance for you between food that used to just only be fun, absolutely no pressure on it at all, to now food that's a job. And a lot of people are watching and listening and I have to work and I have deadlines and I have stuff like, how do you do it? Like my daughter is an incredibly talented photographer and she decided not to major in photography in college because she was afraid it would ruin the love of it. And so how do you do it? How do you, how do you manage this? Yeah. I mean, first of all, we do have deadlines because we have, you know, clients and, you know, we are mostly brand ambassadors rather than we do sort of a one-off on, you know, salami or whatever. We take, we kind of brand for like a year. That's our sweet spot. That's kind of who I am. I couldn't ever talk about something that I wasn't sincere about. It's just, I, I can't, you know, I couldn't do it. So we've got Molly who manages, that's the deadline and sort of I'm the creative and, you know, got Fernando over here and we're working on stuff together. And, and so, you know, we have help and, Molly is, you know, she just knows what she's doing. And it's like, we're never going to miss a deadline because Molly's in charge. So, uh-huh. so there's Molly. that. God, don't you love Molly? Oh, I mean, she's, she's amazing. You know, she makes, For she makes real. it happen. I yeah. have Amanda. Amanda is my mom. Yeah. And you just, you need it. So, and you know, the problem of course is, is that everything is potential content, you know? So it's like, uh, there is that, you know, like Roy will on the weekend be like, oh my gosh, can we just eat something that we're not storing about? And by the way, he loves to cook as much as I do, you know? 
So he's like, this is my relaxation. I don't want a story about it. He, he doesn't really show up on, on the show. He a little bit. He does when he, when he does like once a year, he does a thing on turkeys. He's a great talk. People like, they love it. And if I get him a little, little liquored up, we can get him on camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Uh-huh. But that's, that's the time. So that it's difficult to figure out that balance. So sometimes we're just making something and of course I'm secretly taking notes because I'm like, I can bring it to the page. And then <laughs> totally. on, on the weekend, we have distinctly different stories. We have cabin stories. So it's like, Last night I was making a fried rice. It's not curated. Fernanda's not photographing it. It's Terry in there cooking. It's it's dizzy. But Roy and I make some pretty ambitious stuff. So they people know if you come on the weekend, you're not getting a recipe. You're going to get some ideas. And it might it might be that we develop a recipe, but we might not. You know. But I mean, I would say the boundaries and everything. It's hard, and it's not been. I'm a go all in. You're a Leo rising. I'm a Leo. I'm a go all in intense, do it 150%. So I would say the gift of this has been that I've had to learn that everything can't be on social and that I have to create boundaries. I mean, you know, yesterday I'm showing a a great restaurant to go to. And I said, right there and then take a picture of the story, take a picture right now of this restaurant. Do not message me tomorrow, next week in three months to ask you where to go. I can't be Google for you. So you got to empower yourself because people want you to be, and you know what? in a way I've let people and it's like, I can't really, I'm 60 years old. I need to be having some fun too. You sure do. And I love doing what I do. And I love, you know, all the DMs and talking to people, but it's also really important that I go, I've got more uh, yesterday's than I do tomorrow. And I need to be deliberate in how I'm doing my tomorrows because I want to have some time with this fantastic man that I've been spending my life with. I want to travel. I want to see my kids. I'm going to this year. And I know you didn't ask this and you're like, how did we get here? But this year I'm taking a month in September and Roy and I are going to Italy. Yes. OMG. A year ago, we said, he's like, there's got to be something. So we said a year from today, we're going to be in Italy for a month. And, and I made it happen. You know, in January, I said, Molly, going to do this, rented a house, bought yes. our tickets. Oh my gosh. And you know, where and, are you and going? By, and by the way, I'm bringing people along, along virtually. I'm going to, we're mostly just going to be in Tuscany. You know, what's cute about this, Terry is Last summer, I also went through a divorce about a year and a half ago after 26 years of marriage. And so I was a man, I don't even know, um, and was in this sort of rebuilding space. And I did never really been an adult by myself. And I just, we had five kids. I don't even know. So last summer I took the month of July. My youngest was at camp for a month. So I was, my mom duties were sort of lifted and I took one whole month. And I went to Maine. I went to Bar Harbor, Maine, and I had a house. I just walked everywhere for one whole month. And I called it me camp. And I'm doing it again this summer. Let me ask you this question before we start it, start to land it here. So you obviously do a bunch of like whole 30 um, stuff. Um, and this is because this is your own personal like dietary needs. Is that what this is? I am gluten-free. I like to eat healthy. You know, I was doing whole 30 and I got myself over there doing a takeover. You know, they were like, Oh, we, you know, who wants to take over? I was like, I I would love it. And I would be great at it. And I was developing a lot of whole 30 content. And so I'm a member of the community. Eventually after some amazing takeovers, because we do a good job, Melissa invited me to do a whole 30 endorsed book, which is a very big deal for a brand to back you up. And it was like, it was like, we have an agent, we have a deal. You just show up and and I'm like, I don't know how to write a recipe because it's actually not my skill set. I'm really good at cooking. <laughs> I'm really good at cooking, but writing a recipe is frightening. So 
you know, you get someone to help you and they're like, oh, she put this much in and we do it. And I've gotten better at it. So no, it's not. So it's just, it's just part of my profile. It's part of what I do, but I do, I really do Whole30 in January, but Cook by Color runs this great group and we all do it and have a great time. But my feeling is if we can eat healthier, if we can eat gluten-free, if we can have less dairy, doesn't mean we're not going to have mozzarella every day in August. Why wouldn't we want to? You know, why wouldn't we eat healthy? And and I love plant-based. So that was just one foray. And I have a lot of people that that follow that do it. And I have a lot of gluten-free people. But then we do sandwich month just to have them go, what's going on? You know, because I don't want to be like, you have to just be this one person. Absolutely. And the good news about this is, so I have this cute boyfriend. He's vegetarian. Oh, I've seen him. I've seen him. He's darling. I love it. Darling. He's darling. He's vegetarian. And I'm like, okay. My daughter, Sydney's vegetarian for years. And I'm like, here's the good news. No matter what your deal is, vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, whatever your thing is, absolutely does not mean that food doesn't have to be delicious. Every food in every category can be delicious. And so, I mean, there's no end of flavor opportunities, combinations, fresh, fresh ingredients matter. Like when you eat something fresh and in season, you taste the difference between having asparagus in December from the grocery store. And so I'm like, you don't have to sacrifice anything anymore. Maybe back in the day you did when we didn't have as many options or we just didn't know. But these days, I, if I've done Whole30 probably three or four times because it feels good for a month, it's a nice reset. Some of my best food came out of those months that I still make. You sacrifice nothing. So I don't want anybody to hear you talking and go, mm, I don't know. I don't want to check out any Whole30 recipes. Don't worry about it, people. It's delicious. Like, oh, you, you'd never know if you had my food. never know. Exactly. So a lot of these are just my recipes that I've been making for years, which happen to be, you know, but it's like beautiful roast chicken, a, del- a wonderful salad. And I have an entire family a chapter, which isn't Whole30. And it's like my mother's egg rolls and a beautiful carrot cake. And, you know, my, my homemade chicken fingers and my Lucy's egg salad, which by the way is life-changing. So no, you would eat my, here's the thing. I'm a really good cook. The recipes are fabulous and, you know, head to the blog. It's free and there's all kinds of yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I love it. This is so fun. Okay. Last thing. What are you making right now that you're like really excited about? Like, this is delicious. This, we have nailed it. This is yummy. I'm dreaming about it at night. I would say, I mean, all the sandwiches, they're just like unbelievable. You know, the French dip, I mean, the pastrami sandwich, we've got a plant-based one coming up. We did a whole 30 sandwich, you know, we have a breakfast sandwich. So I think our sandwiches are really nailing it, you know, just we did. And we've got an upcoming, it's like a tuna pasta. It's a very old school recipe. You know, it's that tuna pasta. And because I'm gluten-free, I made a rice tuna and it's, they're delicious. If you make it and it's an old school recipe, mayonnaise and the whole thing. If you make it, it's like, you got to get the jar out of the house. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. It's like at the end of the night, we're, we're four o'clock. It's like, whatever we made today, I have a group text, all the neighbors, whoever can come. And they're like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Cause oh I got to get it out of the house. That's yeah. so cute. You're like, come get it, bring it, bring Tupperware and take this away from me or I'll eat it every meal for the next six meals until it's gone. Yeah, I know I, exactly totally, what you mean. totally. And the one thing that I want to tell you that's just come out of this is that year ago, went on a trip, you know, size 12, you know, wore a LeBlanc bathing suit. And, and they were like, oh, we're so glad you're wearing it. And so many people, you know, ended up contacting and saying, oh, I want to get a suit. And I contacted the brand and said, I should be a brand representative because I'm a real girl, you know, and I love a bathing suit. And I have been a brand representative for LeBlanc, 60 years old, curvy body. And what I, and what I'm saying is that let's make our dreams come true. Let's not limit ourselves and go, 
I'm not a size four, so I can't fit in these categories or I'm not, I'm too old to do. It's like, let's not do that. Let's go, go, go for what you want and make it happen and, and believe in yourself. And by the way, have a lot of fun doing it. Oh my gosh. That is the perfect, the perfect way to land the plane. I love that. Truly. We are limited by our own imagination. That's it. And I think the world is out there looking, like scanning their eyes, looking for people that make sense to them, that are relatable, that are ordinary, that have real lives and real bodies and real families. I mean, I'm drawn to that. I am so drawn to that. And so I think that's why people come to you and I for things like, like cooking. I mean, I wrote a cookbook too, and I am not a cookbook. When I turned that damn thing in, my editor was like, <laughs> but how much salt? I'm like, just put some in, like <laughs> taste it and see. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. I had to learn how to do it, but this like non-fussy, non-technical, yeah, laid back approach, not just to food, but to life. life I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. I'm here for yeah. it. Okay. In this series, and we're talking to people who have found a way to make their pastime or their hobby, their thing like you. So I'm asking everybody in the series, these quick questions. So just top your head here. When you're not cooking, what is your like guilty pleasure activity? Books on audio and taking a bath and having sex. Those are, those are the three. (laughs) Oh, I like, I like all three of those. (laughs) I can't get to choose that as my answer. Okay. In the kitchen, I know this is really a hard thing to pick. I mean, truly in our world, but if you had to pick one, like your must have like tool or gadget or whatever that makes your job easier, that makes kitchen and cooking easier. What would you reach for? You're going to find this surprising, but it's my iPhone with Siri who I can talk in and let her know what I'm doing. And she makes the everyday quicker because I can be like, I'm answering this DM and I'm doing this. So of course we could say a made in beautiful Santuco knife or a garlic press, but I think if people in the kitchen would tell you it's Terry's iPhone. And I always joke, it's, it's one of my five best friends right here. Oh my gosh. When I was writing the cookbook, my kids used to just be like, mom, I swear to God, because and I did mine with my Alexa, but kind of same idea. I'd be like, Alexa, how many grams is six ounces? Like I'm reading things. I don't know. I don't, that's not how I do. So I'm reading measurements. I'm like, how many pounds is 14 milliliters? Whatever. I'm just making up stuff. The kids were like, Alexa is sick of you and your measurements and your questions. I'm like, I know. Uh, Stephanie says I have to write down amounts. So I have to figure it all out. Okay. Last thing I asked all my guests, this in all my series, and please answer this. However you want, Terry, this can be a earnest answer or it can be absurd. I, we get it all. What is saving your life right now? Without a doubt, it's my, it's, it's Michigan. You know, it's, it's the ability to come out here and, and the way it's transformed my world. It is saving my life for sure. Two summers ago, I went up to Michigan for fun for the first time. And we went to like Gall Lake and we went to Traverse city and it was magic. I mean, I get it. I get the deal now. I get it. Like I understand. I feel like I was on the ocean. It's just beautiful. The people are so wonderful, over the top wonderful. And I'm like, no, I get why people live here a hundred percent. Okay. Can you tell everybody where to find you so they can come get your things? Absolutely. So no crumbs left everywhere, you know, Instagram, Facebook. I think it's, it's no crumbs left on TikTok, Pinterest, and we've got our weekly newsletter 
Friday favorites and also the podcast, No Crumbs Left Table Talks. But come find us on Instagram. It's sort of my favorite child. Come follow us. We have a lot of fun for sure. And say hi. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. Sorry, September. Yeah. <laughs> Try to compete with Instagram. Yeah, Good luck. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just delighted to meet you. If you're ever in Austin, please come over. Let me feed you dinner at my old farmhouse. I love it. And I, I want to invite you to be on my podcast because you're amazing. Totally. Let's do it. Let's okay, talk about great. food for an hour. Okay, I, great. I, I love could, it. I could fill I up 20 it. hours with you. So, okay. Okay. Um, okay, Terry. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, guys, if you haven't already over the course of this podcast, go follow Terry at No Crumbs Left on Instagram. And if you go over to jenhatmaker.com under the podcast tab, I'm going to have this whole episode. I'll have the show notes and then I'll have all the links to Terry's stuff, her social stuff, her book, her podcast, everything. So if you just want to go to one place and find it all, it'll be there for you. This is for foodies and non-foodies alike. Like you heard us talk about our entry point into food. Neither one of us grew up cooking. So it's never too late. Never. I mean, you could just decide, I don't know, maybe I'll just try two new things right now, or maybe I'll just turn up one degree right in the kitchen. Great. Start somewhere. This is a great place to start because Terry is not fussy and she's not like a, a, a technical professional cook. It's not intimidating. Like this is for all of us. And so she's so fun. And if you're a watcher of this show, if you ever go over to my YouTube channel, that's, I always recommend it because you get to see my guest and you get to see us talk back and forth. Then you get to see everyone's facial expressions and body language. And of course, then you'll also get to see Terry in her darling cabin, which we mentioned at the top of the show. She's out of the cabin and Lord have mercy. I wish I was in Michigan in the cabin too. You guys, thanks for being here on behalf of Laura and her crew. And Amanda and I, we love you. We love creating this space for you. We love these conversations. We love hosting these amazing guests and we love you. So see you next week.